Okay, Patrick. All right. Another what week. What a crazy week. <laughs> Was it crazy? What like what? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess a lot. Dance, I guess a lot. The dance the the big ESPN story oh, on so... Dan Snyder and how he has dark uh ops on uh, owners and dossiers ready to drop if they turn against him. <laughs> um yeah, ESPN. It's so Game of Thrones. I think it was last. I think actually it was last. What Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Thursday. It broke because we actually Fox Five had the game Thursday night, the uh, Bears Commanders game. So Thursday morning, ESPN uh, broke the story uh, that uh, <clears throat> Dan Schneider, in essence, has done. Um, deep ops or has hired private investigators to collect dirt on owners and Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the league and others uh, in case he needs it. In essence, uh, you know, if they try to oust him or force him to sell um, and he holds it over their heads. Uh, and um, obviously the commanders came out with a, you know, very, very terse statement you know, denying everything, saying it was a completely false story. But we actually had Tisha Thompson, who's one of the uh, reporters on the story, on our pregame. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, you know, I give Fox 5 a lot of credit because, you know, we have the pregame. And, you know, I would say a lot of local stations would have not addressed it head on like we did in a pregame more of you know rah rah we went right after it. we opened up the pregame with tisha thompson live in studio and um she they espn categorically st stands by their story they say they have multiple sources deep you know a lo I mean, lot of i believe it don't you believe it oh uh, <laughs> one of the quotes was something and i'm paraphrasing here but this is what billionaires do. I mean, he's a billionaire. Like, he's not some, you know, billionaires prepare for fights. They, 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 like, it's a billionaire's club. It's, you know, what's the phrase? Uh, guaranteed mutual destruction or something to that effect where, you know, they, they probably have enough and by the way he's probably not the own, only owner who does it <laughs> so, yeah that's what i was thinking is don't you think you know, a lot of these other owners i mean but he I, also is right now the only owner uh where there's multiple investigations a congressional investigation the nfl is investigating you know some of the quotes were in essence they want him out there it'll be interesting to see if today uh the nfl owners meetings are taking place so it wasn't originally on the agenda, but some, are not you know, some um, owners, uh, without naming names, have said um, it absolutely is going to be a topic of conversation. He's not going to go down without a fight, but I think I don't think this is just going away. I don't. Oh, you don't see? I I do not. I don't. I don't. I I think the ESPN story. For, for ESPN to have that much detail and that much information and stand by their sourcing so vehemently, it has to be other owners, right? Given that information or other, you know, high ranking officials, they want him out. They don't like who he is. Um, he's, he, and by the way, 
it's probably more about the revenue than who he is. The team, right. the team's merchandising, the team's ticket sales are way down. Um, and they're probably just, they're, they, they probably just want to move on. He hasn't been able to secure a stadium deal. I mean, think about that too. You know, three or four years ago, Governor Larry Hogan, uh, at the time, um, oh, who was your governor of Virginia? R- Ralph N- Northam. Ralph, uh, Northam. Northam, yeah. You know, and for the and to, to some degree, Mayor Bowser were all like giving indications they were going to roll the red carpet and work with him on a stadium and kind of like all, you know, bidding not bidding but like positioning themselves to get the team. Now, no one wants the team. No, well, certainly no one's going to give public funds for that team. So Maryland's basically said, sorry, Virginia legislation, legislator, legislative branch said, sorry. And there's no way the D.C. Council, <laughs> right, right now. So, and basically that's because of all the multiple investigations, right? I mean, he's, he's been involved, involved I with the investigations, you know, the, the perception of the team, the organization, uh, You'd have to be out of your mind right now as a politician to give public funding to Snyder, who's a billionaire, to build a state. I, I just think you'd have to be absolutely out of your mind. Now, you know, having said that, like yesterday, Tennessee Titans, who their stadium's only 23 years old. I've been there. I've been to National numerous times. Beautiful location right on the river right across from, you know, the heart of downtown Nashville. You walk over a bridge from downtown to the stadium. It's an amazing location. Uh, and they just got $500 million in, I believe, a combination of state and city funding in conjunction with $800 million put in by the owner of the team to build a brand new domed stadium in Nashville, not far from where the current stadium is. And the thinking is... Listen, Nashville is just one of the top tourist attractions in the United States right now. <clears throat> you know, we all go there. We all want to go there. The weather's usually great. You could have an abs- tremendous Super Bowl there. You could have major college championship games or playoff games. You know, st- you know college football is expanding to 12 uh, teams in the playoffs. So, I mean, but that's a franchise that's, you know, in, you know the the city and the and the state have embraced. The same's not true with the commanders. You know their their fan base is older, and um, I, listen, I just think it's a franchise in trouble. And I'm not sure winning. I used to say winning will solve it. I think winning would help a little bit, but I think I don't think it'll solve it until this owner's gone. I really don't. Okay, so do you you really feel like the owners want him gone or Dan's um, his kind of guess about this is that they love that Dan Snyder takes the heat off everybody else. Like they like that he's this distraction. The But the money I, I don't is think probably Roger the issue. Could, I, I, I don't think Roger Goodell, I don't think the top officials in the league, and I don't think the more influential owners – like him or yeah again i'm i'm going based off the article and i mean i have obviously no knowledge of of that but you know i we'll see we'll see but um the team's just you know 
I mean, they won last week, but it was just a terrible game. Now Wentz is out for four weeks, which may not be the worst thing. Heineke comes in, so we'll see. But um, but anyway, that's uh, yeah. So that's that. That was big news all through the weekend. Huge um, news. And, yeah. 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 I know it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I think. I think everyone's, I mean, how many, it's been so many years he's owned it in just one disaster after another. And, you know, I mean, they, in the ESPN article, there's frustration with, there's been this investigation, you know, with sexual harassment and a woman that he allegedly paid off. And, but none of those reports or findings have been released yet, or I don't know if they're ever going to be, but maybe that would be a tipping point. But so I think the Washington Post reported this morning something to the effect that it's not a matter of, if it's a matter of when he loses the team. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And what that will mean for other, if he, I mean, I'm sure he has tons of stuff, I guess, but I guess it's just what degree is it? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we're on sports. Um. What other things are going on in sports that, I mean, you were like commenting nonstop over the weekend on Twitter. Whether... Ma- Major League Baseball has just yeah. bungled <laughs> the playoffs on, on multiple levels. So, and listen, this is in the weed stuff, but you know, last week Yankees <clears throat> played um, on a Tuesday game. One of the series, for some reason they had a day off on Wednesday. I mean, I get TV schedules, obviously we're in the business, but everyone knew it was going to be a torrential rain all day Thursday. Okay. Which would have been game two. Usually they play like two games, day off, two games, day off, boom. For some reason, they played one game, had a day off. Then we're going to play Thursday, day off Friday. Why didn't they move the Thursday game up to Wednesday instead of getting rained out? You knew they were going to get rained out. So what happens? They get rained out. Then they got to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They knew it was going to rain yesterday. So, So how about you play in the afternoon? I mean, they knew it was going to rain late, like 7 o'clock last night. But yesterday during the day, it was gorgeous. Move the game up to 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Nope. Got to keep it in prime time. And I get it. TBS, who has the American League playoffs, you know, primetime game. But at some point, you have to, like, the sport, you know, the the integrity of the game and and the playoffs has to be paramount. So now they have to play today at 4 o'clock. And then again, whoever wins, Cleveland or the Yankees, will have to turn around, fly to Houston, and play tomorrow night in game one of the American League Championship Series. It just, it's just, and the and reports are that, you know, they made everyone go to the stadium last night. You know, door, gates opened at 5. At 6.25, they announced we're going to be in delay at the start. They didn't announce cancellation until almost nine o'clock, two and a half hours later. Wow. So you have the players there. You have the coaches there. You have like all the fans, fans, everyone working, spending spending money. And then up, we're going to cancel. Come on. Just can't, you know what? Like, yeah. Yeah, Anyway, so you had that. And then, you know, again, maybe in the weeds a little bit, but I, you, you've, you've had the Braves, the Dodgers and the Mets all 100 game winners they're all out of the playoffs because of the five game series and everyone says to me or a lot of people say to me uh well they they should win well you also shouldn't have 87 you know the phillies who had 87 wins only 
and the Padres, who had similar number of wins, the are entire in the, and, the entire year, no, like before the entire the, okay, year, got it, got it. Still made the wild card playoff, won their wild card, and um, so the Mets won a hundred games and had to play in a three game wild card. Okay, yeah, they lost, but baseball is 162 games. It's a marathon. That's how the game is built. The game is built to win over the long stretch. Yet the playoffs in baseball, because you let these wild card teams in, becomes a mini tournament, right? Just call it what it is. You're not you're not crowning the best team in baseball. What you're crowning is the best team in baseball over three and a half weeks. So just let's stop kidding ourselves that this is the true World Series. It's not. And if fans are okay with it, then that's fine. But the Dodgers won 111 games and only got to play four playoff games because they lost three of the four. And they're out. That's not baseball. That's not That's not crowning the best. The best team in baseball this year was the Dodgers and the Astros. Okay? To me, only two other teams should get in or four at the most from each league – reward the teams for the best season and then have playoffs. And, you know, we've talked about this before, you know, international soccer, they have their main league. They play 38 games and each team twice. And whoever has the most points at the end is to crown the champion. And then they have tournaments within the season, the FA cup, the champions league, the Europa league, uh, and so on. Uh that's basically what you've created now in baseball. The World Series playoffs is just a mini tournament. It's like they do in the NCAAs. The, the NCAA tournament now has become, you know, you're not necessarily crowning the best team from the regular season, right? You get in the tournament, you lose one game, you're out. Uh, it's fun. It's great. It's a mini tournament. But you're not, you're not necessarily going to have the best teams. And I'm not saying only one team should win the playoffs. You shouldn't have teams that only win 87 games or 22 games out of first place making it to the NLC championship. That's just my pet peeve. So there you go in baseball. All right. And um, okay, what Politics. other picks? Crazy. So uh, New York Times Siena poll came out yesterday and basically said that the Republicans are gaining massive momentum. I saw that this. This is kind of crazy. They're, they're up 49. 45 on generic balloting, which is, a, I believe, a six-point swing from the last poll. They are basically predicting them to win the House. Again, no, by no landslide. Like it, we but a thought, few seats, uh, basically, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, seven to 10, 12 seats. I said it would be 12, maybe a little less. Um, and I think the Senate is up for grabs. I still think the Democrats hold on to the Senate. And the only reason is because of just bad candidates. Trump endorsed bad candidates. Oz, Herschel. Um, oh, God, Herschel's <laughs> been such a mess. I mean, the badge, the it, it's just... But you know <laughs> what? He's still only two points down because Warnock is no better. Warnock couldn't answer simple questions yesterday in a press conference. I mean, in a way, it's... it. I wonder, do you feel like it is like... No, you know, there's no bad press. I mean, I Herschel Walker's been everywhere. So it's almost like name recognition alone. Does he end up squeaking by? Because, I mean, you every network, all you do, you see Herschel Walker like everywhere. I'm just like, Here's to the me, thing. that's what they I, did I, with Trump. And it, you know. 
The inflation, con- the inflation continues to rise. Uh, Bloomberg came out this morning. I think Goldman Sachs came out recently and a few others and said, 100% we're going to be in a recession soon. Oh, okay. yeah. 100%. We're in it, but they don't say okay. it yet. Yeah, right. keep going. Crime continues to be in the news. Everything, violent crime in major cities. The borders are a mess. You have, um, you know, schools are still struggling, inflation, you know, grocery. So NBC poll, I think, came out yesterday or two days ago now. And they said, okay, what are the top issues? And it was what we, you know, economy, inflation, crime, school, and then abortion dropped to fifth now. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and I said this a few weeks ago, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> As you get closer to an election, they call them kitchen table issues, rise to the top. Okay. The cultural, cultural issues are baked in. Okay. If you're pro-life or pro-choice and you're in a state where you think it could go the other way or you want to codify it nationally and that's the most, that's baked in, but as inflation continues to increase. And by the way, inflation continues to increase and Biden and his spokesperson and many others, you know, all they know how to do is say, well, the gas prices have come down a little bit. And, you know, Biden's there saying, well, it's only up uh, 0.2 over August. What? It's still 8.3% more than last year. That's how inflation is measured, not month to month. Okay. You're paying 8.3% more on average than you did a year ago. And uh, and basically, and, and for groceries and some other things, it's in the 13, 14, 15% range, okay? So I think as you get closer to the election, safety, economy, and, and those other issues will trump, no pun intended, cultural issues for most people. So I think that I think if things are going to swing one way or the other late, they will swing toward the Republicans in this election. I still don't think it'll be enough for the Republicans to take the Senate because they're going to lose Arizona. I think they'll, I think J.D. Vance will beat Tim Ryan in Ohio. I think Oz, despite Fetterman struggles. You know, the whole big thing with the NBC interview. I know. I want your thoughts on that, by the way. I I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. So I think it's going to come down to Herschel and Warnock. I I think that Warnock is going to win on Election Day, but not get 50 percent. Then I think it'll be a Herschel-Warnock runoff in January. Similar to what happened two years ago, Georgia will decide. I think at that point, it'll be 50-49 Republicans. And I think if Herschel wins, it'll probably go 51-49. If Herschel loses, I think it remains 50-50. So, because I think the Republicans are going to pick up one seat, and I think the Dems are going to pick up Pennsylvania. So I think that'll be a wash. And then I think we're going to be right back where we were two years ago. Okay, I and I did read yesterday. Fetterman, you know, is up. I think fairly significantly, right? In the three, and, three to three and a half. Because I, I almost wonder, you and know. I, I also think Oz is going to be, I, well, one, I don't think Oz ran a great campaign. I think he got off to a very bad start, some big missteps. Two, I do think Fetterman's hiding. 
you know, he only is going to do one debate October 25th, well after, you know, yeah, but that could go started. really south. I mean, you know, it a could go south, and you know, they're they're making accommodations for him, and you know, let the NBC reporter uh, <clears throat> Dasha Burns, I thought did a fair interview. Uh, she's she's known as a very solid reporter. Uh, she reported what she saw and witnessed that he was struggling to understand her without the device. Uh, you know, and immediately she got pounded on. You know, here's a female reporter from NBC, MSNBC, who did a fair interview with, you know, the senator. If a senator can't communicate or understand what you're saying, I, that's fair. That's fair questioning. It's fair to discuss. Can he do the job? This isn't about disabilities. This, so they quickly tried to switch it. Well, you know, you're making fun of a disabled and this and that. No one's saying you can't or you don't people don't deserve accommodations, but are you fit to be a senator of the United States? And that's fair. And I I was shocked how liberal pundits went after her, a female reporter from NBC. Think oh, about that. You can't be shocked. Come on. That's that's their base. It, you know, come on. We all we all know networks, well, you, you know, know have certain it's, fan it's, bases. It's really for me being, you know, Having reporters who who work for me, I think it's just I think it's terrible. NBC did defend her, but it was a tacit defense. Um, yeah, because I, listen, their fans Fetter, are very liberal; they be, want him to win. Before, I said this way before the stroke. I don't think Fetterman's. I think he's a. I think he's a phony. <laughs> I think. I don't think he's done. I don't think he has any real accomplishments. Um, he's a mayor. I, he was a mayor. Yeah, okay. And um, gun reform. I, he, he really worked to uh, get gun reform and violence down in that town. I don't know that the no, town. I think and the it town didn't was work. Like, and, and he's also the same guy that pulled a gun out on a black, you know, somebody who thought he – like, if Oz wasn't Trump-endorsed, he'd be up five. So if McCormick – I've said this before. If McCormick won the primary – and by the way, he went to a recount – it was very close between McCormick and Oz. If McCormick was the nominee, he'd be up five on Fetterman. Fetterman is benefiting from Oz being Trump endorsed and, you know, obviously being kind of a basically a fake candidate from Pennsylvania because he lives right. in New Jersey and had some missteps and blah, blah, blah. Right. And listen. Fetterman campaign is doing a good job. They're attacking his diet, diet pill issues and the puppy. Uh, he was on, you know, Ozzy's name was on some trial about puppies and the lab abused puppies allegedly and whatever. So uh, I think Fetterman wins. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, God, I don't know. I now I don't believe polls anymore. So, you know, I, I well, won't believe uh, sorry, it. Till I, I, I believe was going to say, I think the difference between Herschel and Oz Herschel is running against not a great candidate, similar to Oz, in my opinion. But Kemp, you have a tight, you have a tough governor's race in Georgia. Republican governor running against Stacey Abrams. I think Kemp and the Republicans are going to get out in full force. You know, Kemp's up in some polls six to eight. I think you know. So somewhere between five and eight. Yeah, what's the prediction Abrams. there that Kemp is ahead? Uh, I think ahead? Kemp wins, and I think Kemp helps Herschel. Now, 
they're saying there's there might be some split ticketing by uh blacks who will favor warnock over herschel okay but i think that'll help herschel because kemp is a strong candidate and is running against a very strong candidate in stacey abrams where Josh Shapiro, who is the Democratic candidate for governor in Pennsylvania, is running against a terrible candidate, Mastriano in Philadelphia, um, in Pennsylvania. He's another Trump-endorsed right-wing election denier. Shapiro's up some, somewhere like 12 points. So I don't think you're going to have that Republican turnout in Pennsylvania because they figured Shapiro's going to win anyway to help us. So I think that – now – you know, if a lot of Dems don't show up because they know Shapiro is going to win, but I still think they show up for Fetterman, and I don't think the core Republicans show up because Shapiro or the moderate Republicans show up for for because they know Josh Shapiro is going to uh, easily win the governor's race in Pennsylvania, and I think that'll hurt Oz. So I think turnout helps Herschel in Georgia, and I think turnout hurts Oz in Pennsylvania. Okay. I mean, going to be really interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be. Um, we're getting close now, right? What two, two and a half weeks away? Three weeks away? Yeah, three weeks away from it. Is it three weeks from today? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's it is kind of crazy. And then you know, politics. I guess local and you know, um, nationally. So as predicted, it lo- as predicted, it looks like DC schools are going to once again postpone the COVID vaccinations okay. uh, requirement that was set to go into effect in January. And I think you'll just see that eventually disappear. Um, okay. So, so now, all right. So, all right. So how is this working now? I mean, it, it's become so confusing and initially, okay. They, they were going to require every kid. What was it from what age? Wasn't it like two years I old believe, or something? No, I think it's 12 and older. Okay, 12 and older to be vaccinated before school started. Correct. Now, you could start school. You didn't have to have it. And now we're putting, and then it was supposed to be January, right? Deadline. So Correct. now they've pushed it back again. Yeah. Fascinating. And you saw, you know, here in California, Governor Newsom is going to, in January, lift the state of emergency over Which COVID. Is, I, I treated against it. It's like the fact that he said February of 2023. Three years. The, three years. The emergency will be over is again why he's just a fake candidate. I mean, that's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You know, I'm I'm so tired, and I've said this a million times on this podcast. I'm so tired of the, the the fake we follow the science crap. It's just old now. And like an article this morning, oh, you know, more variants will create a winter surge. And why, 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 why do? It's like they don't want it to go away. Ninety percent of this country is living their lives maskless they're out and about they're, they're they're at every event they're partying they're at games or at restaurants or at events or at school plays that like hospitalizations aren't up like either people have immunity they've had their boosters or they're not it, getting them. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure you enough. meet people all the time. I meet people all the time. I, I, I mean, didn't the get C- the vaccine. The, CD, I, the CDC, which, again, I think has lost most of their credibility. The CDC came out yesterday with Halloween recommendations. Wear a costume with a mask. What? What? First of all. You know, if it's not a surgically fitted N95 
or K90, N95 mask, it doesn't work at all, number one. Number two, most people, kids in particular, trick or treat outside, right? Three, if you tell them to put a, like a costume mask is somehow going to prevent COVID. Four, kids aren't at risk. So stop with, with the, the, the fear mongering. Again, CDC. And, then, and this is what happens, right? Now the next thing that comes out, we said this. You got to get vaccinated for that or you got to. No one's listen. No one's going to listen to them. No, like very few people. They lost was... credibility because they did. They, they, they just continue to want to be so-called politically correct. Like you don't need to come out with recommendations for Halloween. You just don't. Uh, look, I mean, preach at this point. I, look, like I said, for me, and you know, you you saw, I sent you the story. You know, um, Dr. Fauci now admitting that oh school God. closures were a huge disastrous event. I've said it a million times. This is my issue. We just went through this social movement that needed to happen in this country. And then some of the kids who were highest impact, I mean, we know, we know domestic violence way up, children mm-hmm. being abused Suicide. because they, I mean, 30,000 30, kids just disappearing in LA and New York off, off um, enrollment uh, rosters. And that then is he where has the Democrats the, are so hypocritical to me. And he has He's, the audacity to say he had nothing. His quote was, I had nothing to do with it. Are you kidding me? Almost every, you know, so-called, you know, every, almost every media outlet that was creating this narrative had you on and said you were the hero and the God and the this and the that. And, you know, he's trying to, he did, he said at times, I think schools should remain open. But there was always a but with ventilation and with this and with that. He was the chief head of infectious diseases in this country, and he failed students across this country. And thank goodness for those so-called red states that everyone said was going to kill kids, which never happened, obviously. Kids were fine. They went to school, and they're thriving more so than the very blue cities and states and counties. And I, I said this before, closing schools in liberal blue areas is the number one travesty of the pandemic. Uh, and socially, I mean, you know, that's a thing to me. And by the way, you know, Fauci says in this article that he did advocate. He is quoted as saying that he did advocate to keep schools open. Um, no, he didn't. He did, and then he didn't. There was always a but. There was always a well. So he says, if you go governor, back, the governor of North Carolina, who's a Democrat, said that he had a direct conversation with Fauci. This is going back. Okay. And Fauci advocated to keep the schools closed so you i know, mean absolutely he, he may have, he, you know it's one of those things yeah you know you could you should open them but that's da, what da, he, da, 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 da. right yeah and then the union appeasement started and then the cdc worked directly with uh the teachers unions on statements about keeping the schools closed i mean look at new york though you still have some some of the syndicated TV shows, they're still wearing masks inside 
They're production teams. It's insane. Yeah. They do. They they pan to the audience. They pan yeah, to the it's host it's like, who's not this, wearing. What is this? Two thousand one. Two thousand. It's like it's these A-list events with these with these Hollywood elite people, and none of them are wearing a mask. But then you pan to all of their you know PR reps. All yeah. those people are. It's the most. It absolutely looks like just yeah. this. You know entitled it's so it's the worst look and they continue to do it all the time it's it's so strange to me i mean you even have california going in january no longer state of emergency are we gonna finally give up i mean no again i think it's optional like if you want to wear one i don't care but i don't want to be my point the whole time instead of saying if you're if you're concerned yes nervous if you have a if you're immunocompromised if you are you know at high risk, older, if you're 60 plus, you should put an N95 on when you can if you're in a crowded area. Just be safe. You don't have to, but you should. How about, I mean, and when you know are we going to be able to? That should have been the messaging. But this keeping two-year-olds in Head Start in mass and mass in Horrible. schools. Like, they completely bungled the messaging. And you know what they've done? All, and people... They tried to say they were for, they were science based. They absolutely were not science based. They became political, and now, as I said, I think going forward, when we really need to listen to their expertise, they're going to be questioned, and they've lost some credibility. And I think they've, I think until Walensky goes and Fauci goes, I think they've hurt their reputation going forward and their credibility. When are employees going to be able, like, when the healthcare employee is going to be able to sue their employer who forced them to get a vaccine that doesn't prevent you? And by the way, you're starting getting... to see, you're starting to see judges rule in favor. And again, I, I think it was New York, but I'm not 100 percent sure that they have to reinstate all the firefighters. Ordinary. Terrific, <sighs> might have been terrific. When are when are they going to be able to sue for a vaccine that doesn't prevent you? Well, the other the other narrative that. You know, they they created was that the vaccine was going to prevent you from getting COVID. There's numerous interviews, quotes. Fauci said it himself. They didn't say it was going to reduce. They they literally said, President Biden, in a famous quote, said, "If you get the vaccine, you will not get COVID. You will not be able to then pass it on." And art, you know, I literally said, "You'll you'll stop it," and he put his fit. Well, that turned out to not be true. And by the way, all the social media sites we said, Twitter, they were banning people who were saying that. They were banning people who were saying that it was from a lab. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's just crazy. I was always pro. I was always, you know, I was always pro vaccination. I said, I'm 50 plus. I'm getting vaccine vaccine. I got a booster. So, yeah, this this isn't about being pro vaccine or not. This is about. Um. No, to me, this is the same issue as the Patriot Act. It's like, right. you know, it, it starts out with a good intention of, you know, we're only going to spy on people who uh, we believe are yep. terrorists. Uh, terrific. I, I'm all for it. Go for it. But then, you know, like anything, it's swayed by policies and political people and humans are humans. And then they start spying on people who really have nothing well, to do with it terrorism. Became- and now it's the same thing with the with this coronavirus and well, forcing people to get vaccinated. That red red state governors and and counties said enough. 
kids are going back to school. They'll be fine. Then they were vilified. It turned out they were accurate. And then to save face, I believe from a political perspective, whether it's appeasing unions or what have you, mostly, you know, blue, very blue liberal areas had to keep the narrative going. And instead of letting people choose, you know what the, well, also, it, it, by all, the way, it also points to a fundamental difference, right? And listen, this goes both ways, you know, Republicans and, you know, we're like, you should have your choice, right? You should have a choice whether you want to wear a mask or not. Yet when it comes to abortion, they shouldn't have a choice. Right? Yeah. So they're wrong there. And then liberals, no, this is, it's, the better for society, it's the good, and we're, we're going to make this decision for you. Yet, they want women to have their choice. So, and again, I'm not saying they're exactly the same, but it's, you know, you know that's where we are in politics. People just changing their narrative to fit, you know, their, their, their we're, you know. And I'm sure it, you've seen. It's a shame it became political. Yeah, It no continues kidding. to be political. I totally agree. I mean, and I'm sure you saw, you know, there's an article, I think the Post everywhere now that that the Trump administration also pressured the CDC to withhold information. So, I mean, it does go both ways. They're all wrong. By no means am I suggesting Trump handled this well. Now, you know, to me, the single greatest accomplishment out of all of this was the speed at which we did get vaccines. That's amazing. And I've said this before. If Trump took it serious from day one and said, I'm going to keep America safe, wear a Trump mask, Trump 2020, whatever it was, what was it? 2020. Yeah. Wear a Trump 2020 mask, protect yourself. I'm going to get the vaccines out because I'm huge. I'm the best. I'm, you know, whatever. He would have been a hero. Yeah. It, he would have won in a landslide, absolute landslide. And yet he screwed it up. He, he, he didn't, you know, Look, Oh, I we'll mean, be back by Easter. We'll be, he, I don't know what his, like, and that, that shows you like by then he had lost most of the smart, very smart people around him. Wasn't listening to advisors. And, you know, instead of, you know, you remember when George Bush after nine 11 stood on the thing and said, you know, he basically said, I am the president to get you through 9-11. Trump could have been that and should have been that, and he would have won the election easily. I Look, I agree. I, I, I And, you know, like I said, I think the other thing he did when he had COVID and then got in the Secret Service car, paraded oh, by himself then, no, around he, Bethesda. By then he was just a mess and, you know. But, you know, I remember having the conversation with you pre-COVID. We almost couldn't figure out a way that he would lose. I mean, people were predicting at the time that he would maybe win 35 states. I mean, yeah, look how close it was. Look how close it was with him. Despite all that. Yeah, yeah. Now, really, it wasn't really close from the popular vote standpoint, which is never going to happen. The Dems are always going to win the popular vote going forward. That's why they want to get rid of the Electoral College, because then they'll they'll be president. They'll have the presidency in perpetuity. Um, 
So anyway, but um, <clears throat> wait, let's talk. I want, I want to hit just local things really quick. So, you know, yeah. D.C. deputy mayor resigned, you know, after yes. the incident at Gold's Gym where he, um, ass, you know, assaulted someone. Allegedly, Allegedly. assaulted someone. Yeah. Thank you. And, you know, li- was living in Virginia way beyond the statute of when he was supposed to. But he yeah, owned a home there. It, it was, was very a fake address, not a fake address, but he was staying at a friend's using that address in D.C. Uh, so he. He, you know, he ended up resigning. Fox Five was all over that story. Sarah Fox and others um, did a great job with that. And uh, yeah, so yeah, out. he's out. And I then mean... the entire planning board in Montgomery County is out, based on partying and creating a so-called toxic environment, I guess. So I believe it was five planning board members. And, you know, it sounds like I think planning board posi- that the, the the planning, the top planning position, it's a big job. It's like a couple hundred grand. Um, you know, planning board's important, you know, in terms of infrastructure in the county and development and businesses moving in and all that stuff. <clears throat> so they're trying to create a temporary board and then they'll fill the vacancies. Uh, yeah, crazy, you know, and, and this is, you know, we've said this too. COVID, one of the silver linings, and there were a few, I think has made people wake up to local yeah. elections, how local much it involvement matters. Yeah. and how much it matters. Yeah. I, I think you're 100% right. Absolutely. I mean, the COVID restrictions alone, right, I think has made people absolutely realize. And I yeah. think it also allows people to advocate for themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got so, it. But, um, what else? Anything else you want to hit? I mean, we covered a lot. I'm on my way to uh, the Big Apple. Yeah. business. Hopefully I don't get, you know. Stay safe look, up there. I'll, I'll try to. I'll uh I'll, I'll try to stay in the light. Yeah, well, they're and they're having so many issues on their subway. I mean, another oh, you know person. Well, I will through... not be taking the subway, and I know it's I will too be, bad. I will be Ubering or cabbing to wherever I have to go. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's sad. New York used to be able to, even at 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, you could walk around and honestly feel safe in that city. It used to be. What, what what's going on with our guy Eric Adams? You know, former cop. We we you know we, everybody yeah, he, had oh, so he, much. Uh, I've said, He's caught between being progressive, appeasing the progressives, appeasing yeah. the liberals, trying to be cool, trying to be in the entertainment Hollywood crowd, the New York Hollywood crowd, and um, you know going to the Met Gala and going to his clubs. That's the part that's disappointing. How much he wants to be famous. I thought he was yeah. more um, the love yeah. for the city, you know, and like. Um, you know, I'm sure. So, I'm sure you get a ton of political pressure. So I, Paul Paul no Ryan, doubt. who was the Speaker of the House, who obviously was the uh, Mitt Romney's vice presidential candidate, um, has obviously since left uh, politics. He still influential. We could debate how influential in the Republican Party. He's probably a traditional Republican, certainly not far right. Was not a Trump fan. He said he 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 came out this week and said. The Republican Party absolutely has to move on from Trump and Biden. That can't be what we get going forward. And he listed DeSantis, Yunkin, and Nikki Haley as the future of the party, which was interesting. Yunkin, who just finishing, what, 
two a year no, as governor. A year, yeah. Yeah, a year as governor. Um, his approval rating in the state is 56, I believe I saw last. Um, watch for Yunkin. That could be interesting. Look, I like Tony, I, a, DeSant- a DeSantis Yunkin ticket. Now, I think uh, he would go female. Yeah. But you never know. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. That could be really big. I mean, and I don't know what the Democrats are going to do. I think I saw a story this week of potential Democratic uh, presidential nominees for 2024, which included um, Amy Klobuchar, um, our guy. um, Oh, my gosh. Gavin. Gavin Newsom, of course. Um, And then um, Bernie Sanders was on there. I was like, no, Bernie's time is. Was Pritzker on there? Pritzker? Um, Governor of Illinois. I th- yes, no. and I think um, Governor Whitmer um, from Michigan, and then no, of course Biden. Well, Biden. I mean, listen, if Biden runs again, I don't, I don't know if anybody's going to really challenge him. Kamala I, Harris I, was on the list, so I guess that throws no chance. That. I know, I know. I'm like, no chance. I don't think so either. I just. I don't think so. But um, but it, you know what? The list, it didn't look good because it was like, really, who of these people are viable? I mean, just who would be viable? Out of all who of those, could... let's let, let's hypothetically, let's play play this out. Hypothetically, if DeSantis was the nominee. Who are you going to put The only person I think who could stand toe-to-toe with him debating, podium, campaigning would be Gavin. Oh, I, but, I think it would be Gavin, an amazing Gavin, race. Yeah. Gavin's way, Gav, no, I don't, I think it'd be a landslide DeSantis because I think Gavin is way too progressive. Yeah, but you know he's going to tail back to the middle. No, but I've, I've said Wisconsin, Georgia, North Carolina. There's no way Gavin Newsom's winning those states. No, Michigan, maybe, doubtful. And he'd have to win some of those states to win the presidency based on how things are going to lay out. Ohio is so Republican now. Florida, obviously, they would go for DeSantis. So there's no chance to Gavin to steal a Florida. Carolina is definitely going to go DeSantis. Georgia's absolutely would go DeSantis. So now you're down to Nevada and the Rust Belt. Is Gavin going to win a Rust Belt state, a progressive Californian? No way. So you're toast. That's I don't know. I feel Biden... like you're seeing things like him change, you know, okay, granted it's January, but I mean, I think ending the state of emergency on COVID, now he's going to tail back. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Listen, he's setting himself up in case Biden decides or, you know, looks old, decides not to run or, you know, but, but we'll see. So, all right. I all think right, we got to wrap. Go. I know Victoria, it's so Victoria is, you know, Victoria's going to, Kill yeah, both of us. I know. I know. 40, 40, she, uh, 42 she has minutes here. A, a real job aside from. Fifth, um, almost 50 minutes, sorry. <laughs> aside from checking on <laughs> us. Okay, wait, where can people follow you on Twitter? Patrick GM Fox 5 DC. All right, safe travels, Patrick. We'll All see right, you next week. Sarah, Bye. See you later.